Brian Friend here, and this week we're talking about the uh, fifth sanctional event of the season that's coming up, Strength and Depth out of London in the United Kingdom. And uh, for the fifth event, we have a unique event yet again. What we've come to see throughout this season is that each one of these events is, is individual, is different, and is set apart by not only their geographic location, but the makeup of the athletes who are competing, and also the structure and layout of the weekend. Strength and Depth is a two-day event that's going to have seven different events for the individuals. And uh, one of those events is 19.1, which is an event that uh, is unknown, of course, to the community as a whole and makes programming for the rest of the weekend a little bit challenging um, because you don't necessarily know what's going to come up and how it's going to fit in and, and play in with the rest of the events. Looking at the other six events, there are, are already events with 17 and 24 minute time caps. So those are two longer events. Typically, if you think about a regionals, you know, we'd be used to seeing two events like that, perhaps that long, uh, over the course of three days. But these athletes will have to do two in two days, plus 19.1, which in recent years at least has traditionally been a longer workout, the, the first workout of the Open. So it's possible that we'll be seeing these athletes doing three 15-minute-plus workouts in two days with four other events, uh, and three of those other events involve some heavy lifting or barbell cycling at least. Uh, you have um, the max snatch, and then you have the, the final event has a heavy, heavy, some really heavy thrusters in it, and then you have a grace-like event with an assault bike in the middle. So it's a big, uh, it's a. <laughs> It's a big task for the athletes to take on in just two days. It's going to be long days for them. And at the end of it, just like with all the other ones, uh, one man and one woman will be walking away with an invitation to this year's CrossFit Games. Now, just who that man and woman will be uh, is is not not necessarily the person who wins the event. That is what it says, is that the winner of the event will get the invite to the Games. However, we know now that those spots can be backfilled and that CrossFit will, in fact, backfill to the first available position that hasn't qualified through the games via another means. So looking at, we'll start with the men, looking at the men in the field, we have Willie Georges. Willie Georges is almost certainly going to qualify either as a national champion in France or with a top 20 open placement or from his third place finish in Dubai, where it's likely that Matt Fraser will uh, qualify through the Open as a national champion from the U.S., and Bjorgen Carl Goodmanson will do so from Iceland. So even if he wins in, in strength and depth, that's not where his route to the games will probably come through. Other top contenders in the men's side are Roman Krenikov and Adrian Munviller, and both of these guys actually, if they finish first, second, third, whichever is the top placement that, that has not have a previous qualifier, this might be their route to the games. Roman was the fourth uh, in Russia for men in the Open last year, and he was 134th worldwide. So neither of those are indicative of someone who's going to be the national champion or qualify in the top 20 to Open. Now, he's gotten a lot better, presumably, throughout this year, and, and perhaps he'll do it, have a performance that's good enough to get in through the Open. But uh, if you look at his other sanctional performance so far was in Dubai, where it's likely that there's someone who finished ahead of him there in Travis Mayer, that might take that spot. Now, Travis also has a good chance to qualify through the Open, so it's possible that Roman, after Fraser, BKG, Willie George, and Mayer all go through the Open, could get the spot from Dubai, and therefore his spot from strength and depth would also you know, continue to be passed down. For Adrian Munviller, 
It looks like it's basically a battle between him and his buddy Lucas Esslinger for the, the fittest in Switzerland in the Open. So if he goes as a national champion from there, um, or does happen to finish in the top 20 of the Open, which he hasn't he hasn't had a ton of success in the Open before in terms of top 20 finishes, then um, again it could be passed on. So beh- behind those three guys, if they were to qualify as uh, as Open champions or from their Dubai placements, then you'd be looking at at potentially a couple of American men, and in general, the American men and women are the people who are are looking to qualify through these sanctionals because for them, it's really difficult to win as a national champion. There's not just one or two people competing for those spots. There are a lot of elite athletes in the United States and in Canada, that, and only one of them can go as national champion. So from the U.S., you have two guys who have the potential to, to maybe be up there, and Drew Wayman, who's made a big name for himself this year. However, for Drew... He also got fourth place at Wadapalooza, and the three people ahead of him there are likely going to qualify via other means. We already mentioned Travis Mayer, who was second at Wadapalooza, but he was fourth in Dubai and also is historically pretty good in the Open. Patrick Vellner won Wadapalooza. He's typically in the top 20 of the Open three of the last four years, and Noah Olsen was third, and he's been in the top 20 of the Open four of the past four years. So Drew may already have an invite through Wadapalooza finish. That leaves Alex Smith as another potential American man. And Alec, has uh, he did compete in Dubai as an individual, but his placement wasn't good enough to qualify. He was on a team at Wadapalooza where they his team actually won, but it appears that they're going to defer that invite because they, they have individuals who want to go to the game as individual athletes instead of teams to the games, and they're going to try to do that. So maybe for Alec, if he can finish you know fourth or fifth in, in strength and depth, he'll be the one who gets that invite. Another man to watch out for is... Uh, Bronislaw, uh, I'm not I'm entirely sure how to pronounce his last name, out of Poland. And, um, you know, he was uh, not the fittest in Poland last year, but he has been on the ascendancy. He does is looking really strong. I do like the events, the way they play out for him at strength and depth this year, and I'm expecting him to have a top five finish. And maybe it's him who ends up taking the invite from strength and depth. So for the men, you're looking at, Probably uh, a Drew Wayman, Alex Smith, or Bronislaw out of Poland being the guy who ends up getting the invite to the games as a result of their strength and depth finish once other men like Willie George, Roman Krenikov, and Adrian Munviller perhaps have qualified through the Open. As far as the women go, it's, it's actually a pretty similar situation where we have a couple big names that are going to be battling for the championship, the first place spot in London in Jamie Green, Sarah Sigmund's daughter, and Danny Spiegel, but probably none of those three women are going to use the invite from Strength and Depth as their direct means to the games. Jamie Green is almost certainly going to be the fittest person in the Open from New Zealand, the fittest woman in the Open from New Zealand. Sarah and Sigmund's daughter may not be the fittest in Iceland because Annie Thor's daughter and Katrin David's daughter are also there, and those three, it kind of goes back and forth year to year on who's the fittest. Um, but she's been in the top 20 of the Open each of the past four years, so both of them will probably go through Open qualifications. Danny Spiegel, being from the USA, will have a lot of competition if she wants to win the Open, and it's unlikely that she'd be able to do that. You know, It'd be a really dramatic improvement from last year, considering the Open winner was Cassie and Lance McWhorter, who was first place overall in the Open. Um, but Danny's been really, really impressive in all the online qualifiers. She's also done 
uh, back-to-back five fifth-place finishes at Dubai and Wadapalooza. And with the backfilling process, it is not impossible that she gets one of those spots. So um, I would say that Jamie, Sarah, and Danny will probably all have a qualification or an invite that would supersede or come before their finish at strength and depth. And so then we have to look to, again, to fourth and fifth place potentially as the, as the woman who's going to be getting the invite and that would be their her means to the CrossFit Games this year. And there are two women for whom I think that's a real possibility and it would be significant for their seasons and their careers if they were able to do it this weekend. The first is Turi Helga daughter. Turi is uh, super fit. She, you know, she's been able to qualify out of the really strong European women's region for multiple years. She's uh, finished in the top half of the games field on multiple occasions. And uh, But you know, she's probably not going to be able to beat Annie, Katrin, and Sarah in the open. And uh, it's, it's really tough to even make top 20 or 25 on the women's side because it's such a strong field up there. So if she's able to get fourth place or better in strength and depth, I think that that's going to be her route to the games. But Jessica Griffith is competing as an individual also. She's American. She's you know likely not going to be the national champion out of uh, the USA. Um, and uh, she was you know like similar situation to Alex Smith. She was actually on his team at Wadapalooza where they won the event. They had an opportunity to accept an invite there. It does not look like they're going to do that. They want to qualify as individuals. And if she's able to place ahead of Turi, then this is probably her best chance, at least this point in the season, to get an invite to the CrossFit Games. So uh, it seems likely that on both the men's and women's side, you know, there's a real possibility that the podium will once again be um, made up of people who will qualify via different means and that the battles to be watching that are relevant uh, throughout the weekend are not just for first, second, and third, but finishing fourth, finishing fifth, potentially even sixth in these events could mean an invitation to the CrossFit Games for both the men and the women. Now, the qualifying process for teams this year is different than individuals. They don't have to compete in the CrossFit Open. There's no way for them to qualify through the CrossFit Open. They have to go to a sanctioned event, and they have to win in order to get in. Uh, There are 30 teams that have qualified for strength and depth. They all did the online qualifier and have earned the right to be in London this weekend. But I think there are only three teams that have a chance to finish first here and claim that coveted ticket to the CrossFit Games. Two of them are out of Norway, um, Team RX Performance and Max Pulse Spartans. Both teams were at the Games last year. Both teams are returning members from that Games team, and therefore they have experience on their side coming into this competition. Max Pulse was the European Regional Champion. They also placed higher than RX Performance at the Games, and they did better in the online qualifier for this event than RX Performance did, so I might give them a slight edge. However, they are only returning two of their members from last year's team, and Team RX Performance is returning three members, so maybe that tilts it back in RX Performance. Uh, Either way, those two teams are going to be very close, very competitive, and likely near the top of the leaderboard this weekend. The other team that I really like is the only American team in the field, Team Central Beasts. This is a team that was the same four members were in Dubai. They competed there. They did pretty well. That was a very exclusive elite field, 10 teams. They finished fifth, and uh, they've been training together every weekend. They have a singular goal and mental focus. They're arriving in London early to you know make sure that the jet lag's out of their system. They get a couple extra days training together there. 
And I really think this team, Central Beasts, with Zach Souter, Joseph Tortora, Nicole Holcomb, and Emma Chapman, is a team that you're going to want to know about. I, they're my pick to win this weekend. And if that's the case, they'll get the invite to the CrossFit Games. And they'll have several months to prepare. You know, there's, a, there's only going to be 14 teams at the Games. And, uh, you know, that gives us a chance to get to know some of these people that train really, really hard and have been working for this for a long time. And I think there's a good chance we'll see Central Beasts on top, but don't don't count out uh, either of those Norwegian teams either. Overall, we have a really exciting uh, weekend for CrossFit ahead of us. We have the fifth sanctioned event of the season and we have the kickoff of the CrossFit Open. If you didn't hear my thoughts about the Open and some of the top contenders that we can expect to see on both the men's and women's side in the five weeks that are ahead of us, uh, you can go check out the first episode I posted last week about that. Uh, we'll be in London this weekend, watching the competition and reporting on it. Some, uh, will, you know, we'll try to get you as much information as you can. They're going to have a broadcast there, and uh, certainly have my thoughts post event as well. I appreciate you guys listening, and I'll, uh, you know, check in with you soon.